Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the best of Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday. From 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome in. This is... The Herd, wherever you may be and however you may be making us part of your day. Thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd, as uh, we're at March 9th. March 9th. The Ides of March are nearly upon us. Unless the 15th, by the way. Uh, there is college hoop everywhere, including a lot of college hoop news. Um, I do have a kind of couple quick thoughts. On that, we'll sprinkle in. Uh, got some thoughts NBA-wise on the suddenly uh, more than lukewarm Lakers. Right? And, of course, we have continuing news from the NFL. I'll give you my thoughts on Lamar Jackson a little bit later on in the show. Um, also, what I'm hearing and feeling about Tom Brady and some, some people thinking he could make a comeback. But let's start where uh, Colin has, has started many times recently, which is the Aaron Rodgers likely transition to the New York Jets. I mean, you've seen that commercial. Do you believe in deja, deja, deja vu? Stop me if you heard this before, but legendary Packers quarterback, former NFL MVP, Super Bowl champion quarterback, of the Green Bay Packers, thinks about retiring, decides to come back, thinks about retiring, decides to come back, thinks about retiring. Oh, yeah, they drafted his successor, and it doesn't sit well with him, and he ends up with the the Jets? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're told, we're told, don't use cliches. The cliche here is, oh, you can't write this script, huh? But you actually can. This one you you could write because it's been written and we have sequels. We have, like, look, I'm watching Creed 3. You know, I'm watching Creed 3. And though he doesn't have a talking robot with his son, there is a, hey, did, did, did Adonis Creed get soft? And, of course, you know, he has a guy who will do anything to win. There's It's... Creed 3 and Rocky 3, a lot of similarities there. There was no prediction of pain from Mr. T. Nonetheless, there's a lot of similarities in the writing and the feel of where Rocky is in his life. So we do follow scripts. And we also, we become our parents, right? You guys have seen that AT&T ad (laughs) where they're trying to stop people from becoming their parents. I mean, oh, it's the progressive, it's progressive, progressive ad. 
Sorry, let's give progressive their, their, their due. It's progressive ad. Stop people from becoming their parents. It's amazing. And, and if you think about it, no, Brett Favre is not the father of Aaron Rodgers, but there's a connection there. There's almost there's a big brother, little brother, or almost fatherly kind of age sort of difference. And, you know, like so many things between fathers and sons, initially there's pushback. And then ultimately, as you get older, if you've been doing a while, you're like, you know what? The old man was right. Favre thought about retiring and decided to come back multiple times over. And eventually, obviously the difference there was they, his last time retiring with, as a Packer, they handed the reins over to Aaron Rodgers, And then he's like, nah, I, I, I want to come back. They're like, yeah, we've kind of moved on. It feels like the Packers have moved on. But what happens as you get older? What happens that makes you feel like you're your dad? I mean, if Brett Favre is playing the role of father here, Brett Favre became kind of weirder as he got older, right? He became more of who he initially was. Like, remember when they, remember Brett Favre was on the tractor, right? That was the famous story, on the tractor. Even when his last season, when he had, again, announced he was going to retire as a Minnesota Viking after losing in the NFC Championship game to the New Orleans Saints. And then Chile, Brad Childress, sent a couple dudes down there and he came back and he had some Nike hat that looked like it had it had gone 10 rounds with Tyson and had been on the tractor for five months straight. Right? The more Favre aged, the more kind of country and more of a kind of recluse he became. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, who's from Northern California, right? he's from Chico, if you don't know Chico, Chico is like if when I grew up in Southern California, if you went to Chico State or Humboldt State, you told everybody, I just want to go to college and smoke weed. That's what you that's basically the and I'm not accusing Aaron Rodgers of, of smoking the hash. But he's become much more of the California hippie the longer this thing has gone on, including the hair until it was recently cut. He's become, hey man, he's, if you said, where's Aaron Rodgers from five years ago, 10 years ago, you might not say it now. You're like, oh, he's, that's a, that's a dude from California. That's my, that's my stereotypical image. You come become kind of more of a recluse. You struggle to, you struggle to, to understand the, the younger generation more. Like, are you kidding me? He's really going to go to the Jets where Brett Favre, there's 30 one other teams other than the Packers and Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. That just seems, that seems too cliche. That seems like the script we've read before, but it feels like it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm fair about it. Eric Mangini is going to join us in about 10 minutes. He was the coach of the Jets. If you remember when Brett got there, they were good initially. They were nine and three. And then he suffered a, a bicep injury. And of course, cause he's Brett Favre, he decided to play through it and he couldn't really play through it. And the, the season tanked and they end up, you know, ultimately kind of falling apart. And then there was some other stuff that wasn't so pretty that went with it. But this, this is just, it's, it strikes me as the jets and their complete and utter desperation. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers, And if you've listened to this show long enough and I filled in for Colin, going back to the ESPN days and now through my six plus years of Fox, I've, I've been his villain and I was for the majority of my radio career. I have told people unequivocally Aaron Rodgers, if you had the boxes to check uh, what makes a great quarterback, he checked them all arm strength, accuracy, athleticism, toughness, intelligence, just that special something to 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 find you know to find a window to relate to a wide receiver it was there movement in the pocket could occasionally run for a first down he's won a super bowl he's played well in big moments like all of those things but i don't know if you've been paying attention recently 
But his attitude, and and this is where I will give Colin credit. He called Russell Westbrook before anybody called Russell Westbrook. Of course, he was in love with Russell Wilson. And that thing, although he did say he wanted to leave, it was major market, whatever. He talked about Aaron Rodgers' inability to lead out of, uh, uh, you know, in tough situations. As a guy who's a great front runner, but kind of a quitter when he's behind. And you look at the body language of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that's the biggest thing, just the body language and the lack of willingness to show up for OTAs when you have new wide receivers and, you know, the desire to connect with older players and, hey, make Brian Gunnikunst admit wrongdoing to cutting players who were over the hill and didn't have careers after they left Green Bay. Just like all of these things are just put him in a position where you just think he's a pain in the ass. You know? Look, Tom Brady can yell at his dudes. He can get on the guys. But if you saw last year that, that NFL Films footage of him against the Niners with Tampa, like he's still the, come on, guys, let's fight. Let's fight. Whereas Rogers just gets mad and gives everybody, like that's not how sports works. So either he's going to go to the Jets and have skip the OTAs because I don't need it. Give the same body, bad body language when he doesn't agree with the play call. And he's more, or he's going to fake it for a, t- for a time being. But there's a limited market out there for Aaron Rodgers, who's as good as anybody who's ever played the position because you don't know what he's going to show up for when he plays. And he doesn't actually even know if he wants to play or if he wants to play beyond this year. But nothing could signify Aaron Rodgers on some level growing into his mentor, becoming that guy. It, it, it honestly reminds me on some levels of Lincoln Riley, right? Remember Lincoln Riley, who's now at USC? Obviously, if you listen to the show, you know Collins' infatuation. But like Lincoln, Lincoln Riley's from Texas. But you listen to him talk, and he talks like he's a member of the Stoops family from Ohio. You become your parent, you become your mentor, you become the people you surround, and you look at the world in similar ways. Even though they're from completely different backgrounds, drafted by different people, played in Green Bay in different eras, Rogers is becoming more like Favre every day. And it just fascinates me because so many of us, as we age, we fight that thing. And I was just, just the other day, I was having a conversation with somebody close to me and it was late and we were talking and somehow I got onto like ranking uh, Southern California high school basketball programs. I just got lost in a conversation and they're like, what? I was like, sorry, that's like my dad's stuff. (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, I mean, my dad was a peach. I'm sure yours was as well. There were things he did, like, I, you know, falling asleep with the remote in your hand. Uh, uh, I'm becoming a worse and worse driver. Uh, and uh, using using expressions that young people use in an effort to connect with them and it getting more and more awkward. Yeah, I, I tried to use sitch. What's the sitch here? Like, yeah, Dad, you can't do that. Yeah, please don't Snapchat me. That's You're too old to Snapchat. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let's welcome in Eric Mangini. Of course, uh, works for Fox. You can see him as an NFL analyst in Fox Sports 1. He joins us here in the herd. Let, let me start, Eric, with your reaction to what Baltimore has decided to do with Lamar Jackson, where they placed a non-exclusive tag. And then so many of these teams around the league saying, as of now, right, we're not really interested in proposing a, a contract, knowing two first-round draft picks would have to go back and return in, in addition to whatever contract demands he want. What, what's your reaction to the Lamar Jackson thing? Well, then, at, at this point in the negotiation, they, they had to put a tag on him. And it it makes sense from their perspective to do the non-exclusive and let someone else go out and negotiate the contract <clears throat> because that, at that point they get to decide whether or not they want to match it. And if they don't want to match it, they're guaranteed at least two first-round draft picks. So it's a, it's a really good level of compensation, and it allows the market to dictate what he's worth. And I'm sure they're... they're in, hoping or anticipating that the market's going to come back and say that, that their offer is more in line with what he's worth than, than maybe what Lamar is, is hoping for. And at that point, Lamar has to make a decision as to whether or not you know, he wants to make it difficult on the Ravens because his only leverage at that point is is to get out or to, or to say you won't play for, for Baltimore. Um, it, the whole thing's fascinating to me because you have so many who don't work in the NFL or call people in the NFL. They they act. They say, "Well, this is this is collusion." Do the owners need to collude to know that the Deshaun Watson contract's a bad contract? And I mean, like, look, Lamar's missed 15 games the last two seasons, and this is in his early and mid 20s. The likelihood is the way he plays, you're gonna miss more games going forward. You know. What what what's your thoughts on so many accusations of collusion from people outside of the NFL? I feel like like we live in an age of, of conspiracy theories, where anything that happens has to be a conspiracy, and th- there's not there's not collusion. Every team in the NFL is going to do what's in their best interest, and and 
when you look at the Deshaun Watson contract itself, the Browns did what they thought was in their best interest because they were battling it out with, with Atlanta. So, so they were willing to, to do something that nobody else has done. And teams aren't looking to help anybody else out. Nobody's looking to help the Ravens out. No one's looking to help any other team out. If anything, you want to do things to make their life more difficult to give yourself a competitive advantage. So the idea that, that the group is working together to try to eliminate a, a guaranteed contract, yeah, I don't believe it. Minnesota did a guaranteed contract with Kirk Cousins back in, what was it, 2018 for three years? Fully guaranteed? So the Deshaun Watson, yeah, and at that point it was groundbreaking, Deshaun Watson just took it up a notch with, with the five years. And if there's a team that decides Lamar's their best chance to win and, and to win big, then I, I imagine they'll go ahead and, and give him what he wants and, and pay the price to Baltimore. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets reminds everybody, obviously, of Brett Favre to the Jets. You were the head coach then. What was that experience like? When you, when you first got Brett, what was it like? Well, here, here's the, the main difference, Doug, is, is timeline. They're, they're talking about getting this done now in, in, in March, and, and we were dealing with it in the summer. Brett didn't actually come to us, and we were, I think he, the first time he showed up was at a Browns preseason game after we, we got the deal done. So it's a, it's a radically different timeline. That, to me, is a, is a big advantage for the Jets right now if they, if they can get it done because it allows them to, to get him in the building, to get him settled, to get him acquainted with, with his teammates, assuming that, that he's willing to take part in those things, which I imagine, imagine he would want to to give, him, give himself a chance to be successful. Where with our situation, it was, it was a lot more rushed, and we had to uh, alter things in the system to make sure that we were doing what was best for Brett. There's no sense in trading for a guy and running a system that that he wasn't really good at. We wanted to maximize his ability, so we adjusted our offense to, to what he did well, and, and uh, we asked him to do some learning, but we asked a lot of other guys to do a lot of learning. I would imagine it'd be the same thing in, in New York, where if you're going to bring in Aaron, you're going to do what Aaron does best. And I think that was a mistake that, that Tampa Bay made with Tom Brady early on, is they didn't do what he did best. They started out kind of slow that first year. They transitioned to what he liked, and you know we all know the story after that. People, I I do think that one of the things that people misremember about the Jets is they 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 look at how the season finished. But weren't you guys nine and three before he got hurt? Uh, we actually, I think we were eight and two before he got hurt, and then he was he had that streak going of, of consecutive starts. So, you know, I probably should have pulled him at some point. But it's hard to break that streak. And, and the backup was, was Kellen Clemens. It was, a, it was a trying to navigate through what to do there. But, yeah, we were we were rolling. We had just beat New England and then Tennessee, who I think was undefeated in back-to-back games at Tennessee. And then, the uh, you know, he, he got dinged up and you know, things, things went south from there. Yeah, he tried to play hurt, and he, he you know, he's not the, not not the same guy, and and then it it went bad in a hurry. So, what do you think the Jets can expect from Rodgers? Right, like that's a big question. Like we're, you're pointing out, and it's accurate. The timeline is different, but we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is he going to go to OTAs now that he didn't want to go last year, and what about the the body language, which has been an issue, and the extra work with the wide receivers? What what, what should Jets fans or the Jets expect? If Aaron Rodgers decides to do this, well, you you would hope that you get pissed off Aaron Rodgers. You would hope that you get Aaron Rodgers that that looks at this and says, "Okay, Green Bay's done with me. Let me let me show you, you know, what a mistake you made." Because I think pissed off Aaron Rodgers when they drafted Jordan Love when he didn't feel like he you know was getting the contract he deserved was was a two time MVP and that guy. Uh, you know, would be would be dangerous at at any team, as opposed to to complacent sort of introspective Aaron Rodgers, 
who who doesn't necessarily want to be involved. I would imagine going to a new place, having new teammates, new coaches, a new environment, being in New York City, all of those things, there's a level of, of uh, uncomfortableness, anxiety, uh, anticipation, nerves. That's, that's I would, would think, would be exciting to anybody, even a guy who's achieved as, as much as, as he has. And I would imagine that would would be a great thing for for New York if, if you can get if you can get that guy. Now Green Bay to me has to get something substantial in return for him going, and probably more than we got for for Brett Favre. Otherwise, how do you justify taking that big of a cap hit and and letting go of a, a player of that caliber? It's, it's a it's a it's a great point. Um... One does say something about wanting to get out of the building, but two, we'll see if they can adjust the cap hit. And three, very interested to see what goes back in return. There are continuing rumblings. Even Scott Zolak, of course, is a former Patriots quarterback now in the media covering the Patriots, saying they're hearing whispers that Tom won't stay retired. Of course, Brady had the tweet about <laughs> about his daughter making him adopt a cat earlier this week. What do you think the likelihood is that Tom stays retired. Well, Colin about mid season floated the idea of Tom going to the 49ers. And when I first heard it, I thought that I thought no, no chance that makes no sense. And then as, as I thought it about it more, I, I got behind it. I, I love the idea of, of him going to the 49ers to, to end his career with his childhood team. He goes to a team that's, that's built to win, that has a really good defense, that can play complementary football and has two young quarterbacks on it. And and who would you want your young quarterbacks to learn behind besides Tom Brady? So you've got Trey Lance, and we don't know what, what where he's going to be coming off the injury, and he hasn't really played. And then you've got Brock Purdy with, with his injury. You bring in Tom for, for one year, and with, with the team that they have, and now you've got a chance to – you know, potentially uh, end a storied career with 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 a fantastic ending, and also from San Francisco's perspective, get the two young guys that they do have in the building a mentor that you know you, you couldn't you couldn't match uh, by any stretch. Daniel Jones' uh, uh, contract was announced a couple of days ago. The contract details a little bit different than how it was initially. Uh, initially um, released, you know, through all the various insiders. What do you think of the deal between the quarterback and the Giants? It's uh, I, I was I was surprised by it. It's uh, it's got to be one of those things where Brian feels really comfortable with the amount of of progress that Daniel made from when he got there to the to the end of the season, and he's got to believe that that's not the ceiling. He's not anywhere near his ceiling, that he's got the potential in year two to make another significant jump because, look, he did a great job of, of reeling in the turnovers, especially the, the fumbles. But we're not talking about a guy who had a, a prolific amount of touchdown passes and, and made a, a, a lot of explosive offensive plays you, you like the character that, that he shows. You like the toughness that he shows. You like the leadership that he shows, the, the progress that he made. It's, it's still a, a big number to, to bank on, on, you know, continued progress. Now, that being said, Doug, what are your alternatives? And, and when, when you don't have a quarterback, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty bleak, so... Uh, you're fighting not only what you think it can be, but also who you think you can get. And then the Giants obviously felt, you know, who he can be is, is a a pretty strong bet to, to put $40 million on. You mentioned, um, you, we talked about Brady midseason. Um, we talked about that on my show, the idea of the Niners. The other team that I think many people in the NFL thought Brady would go to is the Raiders. Now Josh is looking for a quarterback. Garoppolo? I mean, who does he stand pat with Stidham? What, what do you think Josh yeah, does in Vegas? I would, I would imagine that Josh wants to 
to get a guy that, that he can develop in his system and that can be there a long time. And, um, you know, look, that's, that's what we all strive for when we take over a team is to be able to, to get a young quarterback that, that can grow within the system. Uh, I, I can't imagine Tom at the Raiders just because the defense is, is, is not in great shape right now. They're not as ready to win. They've got good offensive weapons, but they're not quite as ready to win collectively as, as say, the 49ers. Uh, but if I, if I had to guess, I would, I would think Josh would go with somebody young, um, get a veteran behind him, and, and try to make that guy the quarterback there for the next you know 10 years. Okay, speaking of young guys, on one hand you have a Bryce Young, and I know you've seen him play. Anyone seen Bryce Young play? I mean, you go back to, I watched him in high school. The guy is a great quarterback, but he's tiny, right? He's just, he's a small human. He's, he's a, for a football player, he's tiny, right? He's 5'10 or so, 190 pounds. There's not much at weight that you can add. There's not much you need to add, but he's little. And then you have an Anthony Richardson who's built like a Greek god, you know, 6'4", 235, Jumps 40 inches, runs a 4-4-4, and can throw it, but we don't always know exactly where it's going. Um, you're, in a, you're back in a draft room. You need a quarterback. What do you do? Well, there's, there's, there's pluses and minuses to both. When you look at Bryce Young, there's, there's been small quarterbacks that have been successful, and Drew Brees stands out uh, amongst that group. But it's it's the exception, not the rule, and, and it doesn't mean that Bryce Young can't go and do the same thing. And then when you look at Russell Wilson, yeah, he had great success, but he was also drafted what the the fourth round. Mm-hmm. So to to take a guy really high when when he's got inherent limitations based off size, it, it's hard to to wrap your your head around that. You, you really want to if you're doing that to. Could that be a second round, a third round, you know, something along those lines. Um, and then when you look at, at, at the big guys, what you don't want to do is get caught up in they have to be this height, they have to be this weight. You, you have ideals that you're looking for in those areas, but at the end of the day, if, if they can't get the ball to the right spot on a consistent basis uh, or it's something that – is is more the rule than 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 say uh, something that's correctable. Doesn't matter how good they look. It doesn't matter how much they make sense from a from a you know height weight speed perspective. It's also got to make sense from a decision making perspective as well. Has it has it changed because teams have been uh, more capable of running some of those college offenses where? You're playing on 11-11 football. You're running your quarterback, especially that first contract. Like you can run that quarterback more than you ever did recently. You may not, you may not want him for the second contract or for the gigantic contract, but uh, because people are are using some of the read option stuff and and letting their young quarterbacks run more than previously, does that change how we look at Anthony Richardson early on in his career? Well. When when you look at what's happening with, with Lamar, guys running quarterbacks and, and guys that, that can do those sorts of things and their agents need to take a step back and say, okay, is, is this what I want? Because you, you said it perfectly. You may not want him for the second contract. So here's Lamar, who's MVP of the league, who's, I think, 45 and 16, and and it's not that they don't want him, but they don't know whether or not he can stay healthy. Well, why? Because he runs the ball 130 times a year. So so as you're as you're entering into the league, and, and you're one of those guys that has that ability, how many times do you want to do that? Do you want to ever see a second contract? Do you, do you want to, or are you content with going in, being sort of like a shooting star, and and collecting your your first you know, block of, of, of money that's related to that, and then have a bunch of teams turn around and say, well, you're hurt all the time. So, so yeah, you're right. There, there are a lot of offenses from, from college are, are leaking into the NFL and, and are having impact on the NFL. But at some point, the players are going to have to take a step back, too, and say, 
okay, this is this is really good for the teams. Is it good for me? Eric, great stuff as always. Hope you're well. And uh, man, it is it's gotta be deja vu with the idea of of Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets back to those days when you were the head coach. Really appreciate you joining us. Look forward to seeing you on TV very, very soon. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, let's talk some Lamar Jackson, shall we? He doesn't have an agent. So by not having an agent, we haven't had any leaks from Lamar in regards to what his thoughts and plans and, you know, what's really going on. That was why there were no real leaks in the in the injury. Is he really hurt? Can he come back and play? And then finally Lamar took to social media. But in the process, Lamar told you a long time ago, that he felt like if you didn't want to pay him $250 million, you didn't love Lamar. That's how he looks at this thing. Don't, you know, it's the old, don't tell me you're pregnant, show me the baby. Don't tell me you love me, show me the money. And the argument has merit from this uh, from this standpoint. If you compare him to Deshaun Watson, he has an MVP, Deshaun does not. He's never had a sustained a major a catastrophic injury. Deshaun's torn his ACL twice, once in college, once in the pros. Um, I believe they have the same number of playoff wins. And he's never had any of the -the off-the-field trouble that Deshaun has had. So if you compare, like, if you're doing comps, right? Well, his house is 3,000 feet. My house is 3,000 feet. You got a pool? I got a pool. 
Uh, you're on the we're on the same street. I'm actually I'm actually at the end of a cul-de-sac. Even better, right? There's open space behind mine. Mine's a better builder. We got better better open floor plan. All these other things, like yeah. And the problem is that the rest of the houses on the street didn't sell for what that one outlier house was. And I don't know how to tell you this, but your house hasn't been kept up nearly as well. You have had issues with the foundation. Like, what do you mean? Well, Lamar won the MVP three years ago. He hadn't been the same guy since. Now, you can say his team hasn't been the same since. That'd be fair. But a big reason is he hasn't been the same since. He just hasn't. He's still effective. But this past year, he was the most inaccurate starting quarterback in the NFL. There's actual advanced stats to show that. Now, again, still effective because he's arguably, maybe inarguably, the best running quarterback we've ever seen, right? But there's there's this sticky part to it. You didn't have an agent, and you're like, well, what does that mean? Well, there's two different levels to it. One, your feelings can get hurt. If you're sitting in on a meeting, or your mom's sitting in on a meeting, and they're talking to you about why they don't want to give you the biggest contract in the history of the sport, despite the fact you have some, there's like, there's pluses, there's minuses. Yeah, Deshaun has that, but again, he was, it was a special situation. It was open bidding, and there was only one team that went anywhere near that deal. Since then, Kyler's deal didn't come up to that level. Since then, even Aaron Rodgers' reworked deal didn't come to that level. Derek Carr reworked a deal didn't come to that level. Derek Carr's new deal didn't. You go around the league and no one's contract compares to it. No one. Pat Mahomes has a longer deal, but it is not fully guaranteed. And then the other part to having an agent is they know how to work in workable bonuses. So it may not have read 230 fully guaranteed or 240 fully guaranteed, whatever, but it essentially looked just about the same. You, you do. This is, I get that you can change your oil on your, on your own. I get that you can, it's actually more like changing your tire. Yeah, can you change your own tire? You should. As a grown-up, especially as a man, you got to be able to change a tire. But you get a flat tire in the 405, I'm calling AAA. Calling AAA. Too many times, you've seen too many people, that's a professional. They get all the equipment, they can pop it up, pop it out. You can go sit and wait in the truck. I want nothing to do with being anywhere near that freeway while I'm changing a tire. Sorry. Same thing here. Same thing here. But But the interesting part to the exercise is how many of these former and current players sound off on social media about, it's got to be collusion. I thought Colin said it perfectly yesterday. You don't have to collude when you know what a good and a bad deal is. These are pretty successful businessmen. The Sean Watson contract's a bad one. They didn't win last year. It's prohibitively more difficult to win this year because this year there's a gigantic cap hit. And by the way, Deshaun's like, well, I'll rework the deal. Well, if you rework the deal, you know what happens to Deshaun Watson? He actually gets more more money up front. (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. I thought this was great. Robert Griffin III, of course, works for ESPN. When the news first came out that he was getting the non-exclusive tag and... All the reports of various teams, quote, likely not being interested. His tweet was, uh, quoting, Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP, has led the NFL in passing touchdowns. Of course, he didn't recently, but again, like we're, we're dealing with three-year-old data, but that's fine. He's 26 years old, is 45 and 16 as a starter, and all the QB needy teams are saying they aren't interested. Doesn't smell right to me. Right. So immediately, when you say doesn't smell right, it makes you think one of two things. Well, there's either collusion or is it some sort of bias against uh, against Lamar Jackson? 
Two hours later, okay, Robert Griffin tweets, Team Source, Ravens hope negotiating with other teams will give them and Lamar an unbiased look at the market for him. Ravens aren't reluctant to give Lamar a top quarterback uh, market deal, but hope a non-exclusive franchise tag will speed up their own stalled negotiations with him. This is all most all these guys need to do. Just call somebody. You know, J.J. Watt tweeted like, this doesn't make sense. Hey, J.J., pick up the phone, call anybody in a front office that you played for and ask them what they think is what's really going on here. And they'll say the exact same thing. Like, dude, he's asking for, it's like listing your house for some ridiculous amount when the market has settled. And then you put it in the market and you have an open house, you have a realtor open house. Why do you have a realtor open house? Because realtors walk through and go like, hey, I really like the house, but you, you mispriced it. You mispriced it. But I something I thought was fascinating. This is here's a parallel to this deal. Because we still run the possibility. While teams are saying they're not interested, what they're saying is, well, we're not interested at five years guaranteed $250 million. And we got to give you two first round picks. And the guy's been hurt, missed 15 games the past two years, missed 10 of the last 22 games of the Ravens. Like, yeah, no, that's. Look at these teams around the NFL. The models to copy are, you know, the Seahawks when they had Russell Wilson as a fourth round pick. The Cowboys when they had when they had Dak as a fourth round pick. Right? The, the, the Bengals currently, right? Now Bengals have two elite picks, but they're under rookie contracts, rookie control. I mean, that's why the window for the Chargers is right now, because even if they give Herbert a contract extension this offseason, it doesn't count against the cap until years to come. Now is the time you build. You build around a young, inexpensive quarterback. And then you got to decide, do we keep this guy, and can we keep him at a reasonable rate? And that's what the Giants have done. It's like, if you actually look at the details of the Giants' contract, they had Daniel Jones on a rookie deal. They, they're completely rebuilding the thing. And then the contract this year only counts against 7% of the cap. So they can add some of those weapons that were missing. And then he makes mid-30s. Okay, it's a higher percentage of the cap. And you give him a year, maybe two, to see if, if, if when surrounded by a better team, he's good enough. If not, you start the whole process over again. That's what the Eagles have done. There's a reason that most of the teams that advanced in the playoffs this year did so, with the exception of the, of the Chiefs, with a quarterback on a rookie contract. Because <laughs> despite what you may read on social media, I hear on some of these shows, owners don't, they don't get to, general managers, owners, front office people, it's not like, oh, hey, we saved $10 million on Lamar Jackson's contract. Fellas, Let's go to Vegas. Everybody buy a new house. You want a boat? Let's do it. We got t- like, no, that money gets reinvested to the rest of the roster. But, but, but here's a, here's a big, here's a big and important thing. Okay. Can we agree that the Ravens, at least when Ozzie Newsom was there and nothing Eric DaCosta has done has led us to believe otherwise. Can we agree that it's a pretty well-run organization? They won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer at quarterback. They won a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco at quarterback. Okay? And Lamar Jackson has been way better than anybody thought. Okay, But that was a good football team that he took over. They had a top five defense when they were making the playoffs. It's a, You're going to be good. This is a lot like the Albert Pujols-St. Louis Cardinals negotiation. And if you remember, Albert Pujols was offered... Somewhere into like $160 million, six years, $160 million for the Cardinals before his last season with the Cardinals. And then at the end, they tacked on a bunch of extra years and whatever, and it looked like it was nine years, but it was really a six-year deal. And Pujols instead signed with the Angels, who were not the highest bidder, the Marlins were. And he made all that money, and the Cardinals still won a World Series and were competitive without him. Okay, it, it still happened. They were still competitive without him. 
And and I think that's what the that the Ravens are sitting here going like, look, man, we want to give you a lot of money. We want to give you more money than you can ever spend. We want you to be our quarterback. But we also want to be good. <laughs> that's our whole goal. We want to be good. Like the, the way we all stay employed is not re-signing you. The way we all stay employed is putting out a good product, winning games. Everybody makes more money that way. And at the end of the day, you got to decide, do I want to go to a place, I mean, maybe Atlanta circles back or Carolina. But again, look at those places. How often have they been competitive? How often have the Ravens been competitive? Brady understood this, right? Brady got this, that the true legacies are built on how many times you can get in the playoffs and give your chance. He's only won one playoff game in his career. One. We don't know what he looks like outside of Greg Roman's system where he won an MVP. We don't know how healthy he can be. And the market is telling you you're asking for too much. Lower your asking price and it'll generate more interest. And the Ravens are telling you, hey, we're just like the St. Louis Cardinals. We're going to win whether you're here, whether you're not here. We really, really, really want you to stay. But we're not going to give you a ridiculous contract. And I love the fact that RG3 actually talked to somebody on the team and then suddenly came completely down off the, something doesn't smell right. No, it actually smells right. Here's what they're doing. Here's why it makes sense. He's just asking for too much money. It's not collusion. It has nothing to do with anything other than business. How do we operate in a function which and function where we have cost certainty with our quarterback, but at a reasonable rate where we can field a really good football team? Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.